Good morning, everybody. I'm Michelle, and welcome to RC Expert, a daily series from 8.30 to 9 a.m. to help small businesses. Any questions that you have, just put them in the comments or go on Twitter and use the hashtag, hashtag QBATE. Put your questions there and I can answer them throughout this session. If you need any more advice, just join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts on hand 24-7 to help you. QuickBooks also have a dedicated COVID-19 information site. Just go to the QuickBooks website, scroll down a little bit and click on the big learn more button under the header, support for you and your business during COVID-19. So welcome. My name's Michelle Flynn and I'm a health coach. What is a health coach, so many people say? The aim of a health coach is to stop people getting sick in the first place. So doctors are absolutely amazing for curing disease, but my aim is to stop people needing the doctors and to give the NHS a little bit of a rest. So firstly, I'm gonna tell you a bit of my story. So about five years ago, I woke up one morning and if I'm honest, I thought I was having a heart attack. I passed out on the floor and my husband had to call 999. He admits to this day that he thought that he'd lost me. Fortunately, due to the amazing NHS, he hadn't lost me and I wasn't having a heart attack. It was just a combination of different illnesses that had impacted me. For a period of three years after that, I found myself getting sick all the time. So for about one week every month, I would get the flu. And not only that, I was finding I was exhausted. So at three o'clock every day, I would take myself off to wherever I was. At this point, I was in recruitment. I take myself off to the toilet on my client sites. I put the toilet lid down and I'd have a little nap. Now at this point, I was getting eight hours sleep a night and I don't have any small children that were keeping me awake. So there was no reason for me to be tired. On top of all of that, I was gaining weight without any reason. So although I was eating healthy, I was exercising a lot. I was doing half marathons. I was doing London to Paris bike rides and Barry's boot camp for any of you that may have heard of it, the hardest workout in the world. And yet I was still gaining weight. And I just didn't really understand why. And if I'm honest, I thought, do you know what? I'm in my 40s now. This is what happens. You gain weight, you get exhausted, and you get ill. It all came to a head one morning where I was found passed out on the floor again. And we just decided enough's enough. I was kind of sick and tired of being sick and tired. So I took myself away to work with a health coach. Now, I had no idea at the time what a health coach was. To be honest, I thought she was going to talk to me about fats, carbs, and proteins, because surely that's what you talk about when it comes to health and well-being. That's not at all what she talked to me about. She talked to me about stress and how much stress impacts the body. And it was an absolute light bulb moment when I realized that the way that our body reacts to stress, so what happens is our body reads stress as a signal for danger. So it increases our stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol. Their job is to basically get us out of danger. But when our body is in that heightened state of stress, our immune system doesn't function properly, our digestion, our metabolism doesn't function properly, our energy levels, our sleep, nothing basically works properly. And it was like an absolute light bulb moment. Suddenly I realized that it wasn't the fact that I wasn't eating properly or that I wasn't exercising enough, it was that I was stressed. But what was even more strange though that came off the back of that was, actually I didn't realize that I was stressed. So 
I had a successful recruitment business. I was earning enough money to pay my bills. I had wonderful clients. I was working flexible hours. I'm in a marriage with a man that I love. And yet I was stressed. And it took time for me to figure out what it was actually causing the stress. And do you know what it was? My best friend. For 20 years, the relationship that I had with my best friend was so toxic that it was actually making me ill. So what would happen is we'd be going out for dinner and it would take 100 WhatsApp messages to plan where we were going. On the day, the venue would change five times. On the night, she'd want to taste all of the red wines before she'd make her choice. Yet we're in Pizza Express. Who tastes the wine in Pizza Express? It's just red or white. So suddenly I had this moment of realizing that actually the people that are in your life have such a massive impact on how you feel and actually really seriously on your health and well-being. So I started to make some changes in my life. And then what I thought was, how do I keep myself accountable? Now that I've stopped working with this health coach and I'm on my journey and I haven't been sick and I've started to lose weight and I'm not going to sleep anymore at three o'clock, what changes do I make? So I decided to study to be a health coach. I had no plan to actually be a health coach because it was just about keeping myself accountable. But what happened was the changes in me were so, I guess, phenomenal that people started to ask, what was I doing differently? People were noticing I had this really new energy level, kind of annoying almost three o'clock in the afternoon, too much energy without a coffee. Um, they were finding that I had this significant weight loss. So I actually lost two and a half stone in weight. But the biggest and most important thing was I wasn't getting sick anymore. So suddenly people were really interested to know what I was doing. And now I find myself in a position that I no longer do recruitment. I have a full-time health coach business. So I do one-to-one coaching with people. So like myself, I work with them. I look at what's going on in their lives. I look at where the imbalances are and the changes that they can make. They're small changes. I never ask people to make major changes. That comes with time. It's those small, little, simple changes that make all the difference. And then I started working with corporates. So I was very fortunate to get introduced to QuickBooks. I got to get involved with them, doing corporate talks with them to their team talking about building resilience, stress management, reducing anxiety, finding your mojo. And then off the back of that, I also then do one-to-one coaching with businesses for people who are just finding things a bit difficult, who need that extra support to help them at work, to help them find their energy, help them find their productivity. So I feel in a very, very fortunate position that I'm now able to really help people. And particularly with where we are at the moment with COVID-19, Looking after mental health, physical health, emotional health is even more important to really sort of build that resilience. I refer to it as our our suit of armor. So all day, every day, we're having arrows fired at ourselves, work, relationships, stress, sleep. And what we do is we put on our coat of armor and those questions, they still get fired at us, but our coat of armor protects us. It's like our resilience. So I work with people to basically build their coat of armor. So whether you want to ask me questions today about stress, about sleep, about your career, about your relationships, about food, about exercise, your body, all of these things need to interact together for your body to function properly. If you imagine your body is like a set of cogs and the cogs need to actually, if one of the cogs is a little bit out, like my stress one was a bit out, 
And that meant that my whole body didn't function properly. So by focusing on all those little different parts of your body, you can make yourself stronger. You can make yourself fitter. And it's all about living long, healthy, happy lives. So think about the questions that you want to ask today. Put them in the comments. Put them in Twitter. And I will do my best to get through as many of them as possible. But before we start those, I want us to start the day relaxing a little bit. Because when it comes to stress, so much of it can actually be helped by, to reduce it through slowing our breathing down. So I'm going to do a little practical exercise with you all. What I want you to do is I want you to sit up straight. I want you to put your feet flat on the floor, or if you're sat on the floor, put your legs crossed, get comfortable, relax your shoulders, relax your face. I'm going to count you through a breathing exercise. It's really simple. It's three numbers. It's four, four, eight. What we're going to do when I start the actual practice is you're going to breathe in for the count of four, you're going to hold for the count of four, and you're going to breathe out for the count of eight. I will talk through two rounds of that. And then after I've counted you through two rounds, I want you to do two rounds at your own pace because everybody's pace will be a bit different. I'm not going to know when you're finished, but I'm going to count it through my own head and then I'm going to hope that we finish it about the same time. But I will count you through the first two rounds first so you get to understand what you're doing. Now, I want you, if possible, to breathe through your nose. Your nose is for breathing and smelling and your mouth is for talking and eating. Your nose does a lot of amazing things when we breathe in, we breathe out. So if possible, please breathe through your nose. I understand that's not always possible for everybody. You might have a sort of a sinus challenges. If that's the case, you can breathe through your mouth. And if that is the case that you do struggle to breathe through your nose, please contact me afterwards because I've got some tips for you on that as well. But get yourself comfortable. If you've got a glass of water, take a little sip. I'm going to. So get yourself comfortable. Put your hands somewhere comfortable on your lap and close your eyes and be ready to breathe. breathe. Here we go. In for four, three, two, one. Hold for four, three, two, one. Out for eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. In for four, three, two, one. Hold for four. Three, two, one, out for eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Two more rounds at your own pace. Okay, so I'm going to assume at this point that you've finished your breathing. What I hope you're noticing is that even after just doing four little rounds of four, four, eight, you just feel a little bit more relaxed. 
what your body has actually done is it's rebalanced your stress hormones. This is all science. This is not woo-woo. This has reduced your adrenaline, reduced your cortisol, made your body feel like it is in a, a state of safety. So no matter throughout the day, you can do this whenever you want. When you start to feel yourself get a little bit stressed, a little bit anxious, a little bit overwhelmed, just take a minute, just stop and just slow your breathing down because it is such a powerful tool to have and you can do it anywhere and it's free. So now that you're feeling a little bit relaxed, I'm going to get you started on the questions. So anyone else has questions now that they know the sorts of things that I can talk about around health and well-being, keep typing them in the comments, keep using Twitter with a hashtag Q-B-A-T-E. And now I'm going to start asking, answering the questions for you. So the first one is from Andrea from Facebook Messenger. She says, I'm sleeping very poorly at the moment since being home much more. I wake up often during the night and have odd dreams. What can I do? I would love to go back to sleeping through the night as I need the energy. Oh, as she's got two kids at home. So Andrea, this is a very, very common challenge for people, particularly at the moment. And you're not the first person that's saying they're having lots of odd dreams. I must admit, I actually had a few myself last night about doing this talk this morning. So sleep is absolutely our body's life support system. It's something that we spend a third of our life doing. And yet whilst we're asleep, we are not protecting ourselves. We are not reproducing. We're not hunting and gathering for food. So strangely, it should actually be something that is extinct. But yet Mother Nature makes sure that we need to sleep because it is when our body heals itself. It's our restorative state, not only physically, but mentally. So what I would say when it comes to sleep, if it's that you're waking up during the night, the danger times for people waking up tends to be between two and four. There are two reasons for this. One, it might be that people need the toilet. So when it comes to that, what I would say is have a look at when you are having your last drink in the evening. Try and not have any water or tea or whatever it might be that you're having at least an hour before you go to bed because that gives your body time to basically sort of um, work it through your body and then you go to the toilet before you go to sleep and hopefully that might get you through the night. Another little tip that comes with that is sometimes getting up in the night to go to the loo can be related to a food intolerance. So if that's something that you want to talk about, because that's a, a whole bigger subject, we can talk about that offline. But if it's a case that you're waking up and it's not to do with the toilet, what happens between two and four in the morning in our brain is it is storing the memories of the day. So it's going through all of those things that we've learned, but it's also comparing them to past experiences. So if it's remembering that you've drunk a glass of water, it then compares it to when you've drunk glasses of water in other points of your life. So our brain becomes very, very active. So what I would say before you go to bed, get a piece of paper, preferably don't do this on your phone because the blue light on your phone can interrupt your sleep, but get a piece of paper and just write out everything that's in your head. Write out your to-do list. Write out those things that you're thinking, I must get that done tomorrow. I must teach the kids this tomorrow. I must sort of um, do Joe Wicks's PE class tomorrow, whatever it might be. Get it out of your head because then your brain can just let it go because it knows it's on the piece of paper for you to look at the next day. Once you've done that, I would highly recommend sleep meditation. 
And sleep meditation can be whatever form you like. It can be literally the 448 that I've just done. It can be using a, an app like Calm to put a sleep meditation or sleep stories on, which is also very good for children. And what sleep meditation does is it basically just switches your mind off. It takes you into a state of calm. It also drops you down into a deeper sleep quicker than you potentially would. So therefore, it's likely that you were able to sleep longer throughout the night. I had a friend who for three years due to the passing of her husband hadn't had a good night's sleep and she did a sleep meditation and she had a whole seven and a half hours straight through. So try the Calm app, try the sleep meditation on there or do some simple, simple counting like I've done and hopefully that will help you sleep. Andrea, I hope that helped. If not, please, and you need more information, please do contact me. I'm going to move on to the next question, which is Nick, who sent us a uh, question on Twitter. Nick says, I'm feeling very stressed over my financial situation due to what is happening. My partner is supporting, but I don't want to put too much weight on her shoulder as she's just lost her job. I started my own company just over a year ago, but in the last couple of weeks, I haven't been trading much at all. And we're expecting later this year. All this stress is making me not able to think clearly. And instead of my normal action-driven personality, it feels like it's just a mess in my head. Can I do anything to let go of this stress and negativity? Nick, firstly, I'm very sorry that you're feeling very stressed at the moment. These are very challenging times. But let me explain what is actually happening in your head and why you are feeling like you're unable to actually think clearly and make decisions. So in our brain, we have our prefrontal cortex. That is our logic part of our brain, our decision-making, our rational. What happens when we are anxious and when we are panicked, which we're all feeling at the moment, is that that part of our brain switches off, completely turns off, because our bodies are clever. Our bodies say, actually, when you are in a state of anxiety, I don't want you making any decisions because you might not make the right ones. And what happens is our emotional part of our brain takes over. There's a book called The Chimp Paradox, which is the basis of cognitive behavioral therapy, which very much explains the emotional part of our brain as the chimp. And the chimp is four times more powerful than the logic. So when we are in anxious state, this chimp takes over. Suddenly, we can't think clearly. We can't make decisions. We sometimes get to the point that we don't even know left from right anymore. And therefore, we're not able to basically get on and do the things that we would normally do when we are in challenging situations. So, Nick, the best thing that I would say to you is actually think about the breathing. By slowing your breathing down, it turns that part of your brain back on. So I would introduce a breath practice, 63% reduction in anxiety through to actually just slowing your breathing down. So what I would suggest when you get up first thing in the morning, sit yourself down, make yourself a coffee or a cup of tea, have a glass of water, whatever your little morning routine is, but sit yourself down and just do some breathing. On the Calm app, on the homepage, there's something called the Daily Calm. And it's 10 minutes every morning where you do some breathing. She talks to a little story with you, which just basically helps you focus your mind. And then what I do after I've done my 10 minutes is I actually get a bit of paper out and I just start to write. I start to write all the things that are going on in my head, get them out on a piece of paper. And sometimes they're really random things. Sometimes I'm just writing my to-do list. Sometimes I'm writing about how I feel about life at the moment. 
but I just write and I get it out of my head and I just suddenly feel like I'm more able to cope with the day. Sometimes doing that makes me have a little cry and I think actually at the moment having a cry isn't a bad thing. Sometimes it's good to let the emotion out. But what you really need to be able to do is switch that logic part of your brain, your prefrontal cortex back on. Because by switching it back on, suddenly you'll be able to make those decisions. You'll be able to see more clearly. You'll be able to figure out what it is that you can do with your business, what it is that you can do sort of with your partner so you feel like you're not putting too much weight on her shoulders. So with that one, Nick, let go of the stress and the negativity, slow your breathing down. And sometimes it's about introducing a bit of gratitude practice. It's all about positive thoughts, which is hard at the moment. I completely understand that. But the way our mind works is that positive thoughts create positive feelings, create positive actions. So if you can create a positive thought in your mind, when you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do when you put your feet on the floor, when you get out of bed, is say it's going to be a good day today. And even if you don't really know that it is, you can finish that sentence with, it's going to be a good day today somehow. And just by that positive thought in the morning, it's going to start to create positive feelings, positive actions. And it's going to give you that ability to go, do you know what? I know what I'm going to do today and I'm going to go and do it. So I really hope that's helped, Nick. But again, if you have any more questions and you want to talk about it deeper, we can do that offline. Jennifer, got a message here from you, Twitter direct message. Are you seeing a big shift in people's mental health and well-being that you're talk talking to during this pandemic? Would be interesting to hear how your view on how you think the pandemic and lockdown are affecting people. Jennifer, without a doubt, I am massively seeing a change, particularly as time is going on. We're in what I refer to as the second wave. So when this all first happened, quick, everyone needs to kind of get at home. You need to work out homeschooling. You need to work out working from home and all the technology you need to do that. And then what happens is we start to get a bit used to it. It becomes a bit the new norm, the new routines, the ways of working. But now what's happening is we're realizing that this is going on longer. We're in our second round of lockdown. We realize that we're not getting out of this as quickly as we had hoped. That second level of panic is starting to kick in. People are really starting to struggle. People are getting bored of the same food because you're cooking the same thing every day instead of going out for lunch in Pret or Itsu or Vital or wherever the different places you might be getting lunch from. People are starting to feel claustrophobic of the four walls, but also of the people that are with them. We love the people that we're in lockdown with, but we don't want to be with them 24-7. So we are feeling like we just need a bit of space and a bit of solitude. But there's also one of the biggest causes of depression is actually loneliness. There's a guy called Johan Hari, and he wrote a book completely about this called Lost Connections and how we all need to feel connected to people. And even when you are around people, that doesn't mean that you're not feeling lonely. We need connections with people that share common interests and goals and purposes. So without a doubt, people are being massively affected. People who are in lockdown, self-isolating on their own. Certainly the elderly. I know my mother-in-law is self-isolating on her own. So what we've actually done is she doesn't live near us, but I found a local Facebook group and I asked people, could they just go and say hello from a distance? She has now never had so much cake. People keep baking her cake and bringing it, which is amazing. So there's lots of good that is going to come out of this. 
People talk about post-traumatic stress. There's also something called post-traumatic growth. We come out of these things stronger. It's like we've put a pause on our life. We press that pause button and we need to go, when we press play again, what do we want things to be different? People are spending time with their families. They're not wasting food like they used to. It's like a never ending episode of ready, steady, cook with what you can cook with what you've got in the fridge. It's a case of people actually enjoying the simple things, enjoying the connections with people, the local community, getting to know their neighbors. I've never known my neighbors before and now I've got all of their phone numbers and we talk out on the street from a social distance. So I think people have to really look at the fact that we are struggling with our mental health and this is going to be something that is going to impact people for a long time. So it's really important for ourselves to support our mental health, to support the people around us and for companies to support each other as well and to support their teams. And that can be in simple ways. That can be just getting everybody breathing before they go on to their next Zoom call. That can be getting everybody doing sort of virtual Tai Chi together. I know that I do a morning Qi Gong session with a guy on Instagram called Mark Shaler. It's unbelievable. You just start doing a bit of calm, a bit of grounding. But without a doubt, Jennifer, we really have to protect our mental health because this is something that is impacting all of us. And something that I heard recently was people saying, but we're all in the same boat. We're not all in the same boat. We're all in the same storm. We're definitely all in the same storm of this, but we're not in the same boat. Everybody's situation is different. Everybody's work situation is different. Financial situation, children's situation. Some people are homeschooling. Some people don't have children, so don't have that extra pressure. So we've all got to support each other to get out of this storm. Now I'm going to move on to my next question. So this is Taunton on Twitter. How has my business, so how has your business, my business, changed during COVID-19 and is it different before? It has very much changed. The first thing I had to do was learn how to use Zoom very, very quickly to turn all my talks into virtual talks because I do, I do talks on building resilience, stress management, reducing anxiety. So absolutely, I had to learn how to do that. I move my coaching sessions to, I do them on the phone. I don't do my one-to-one -one coaching on video calls. We're all on video too much, which I know is ironic because you're watching this on a video but we're all on video too much. So I do it on the telephone. I tell people to get up, to move around, to go outside, whether that's your front garden, your back garden, your one exercise a day to get away from the screen. Some businesses have had to put my coaching on hold because of financial situation. They wanna support people and keep them working, which is more important that they keep people in their jobs, obviously, but it's also really important that people support their staff. So businesses like for me, QuickBooks has actually then employed me to help support their staff, to provide one-to-one -one coaching for all of their team. So it, it's difficult, Taunton, because I feel bad that sort of um, in one way, part of my business is benefiting from this situation. But the most important thing for me is that actually I'm able to help people during this time. I do lots of my hints and tips completely for free on my LinkedIn, Michelle Flynn, or on my Instagram, Michelle Flynn Coaching. So for people who can't afford to, to do, have talks or to have one-to-one -one coaching, they can still pick up those hints and tips. So yeah, it has changed like everybody's business. Now, this is gonna be my last question. This is um, 
Ian on Twitter. The question is, my kids struggle to sleep. There are loads of apps with white noise and stories that are read out. Should I use these or something else? Absolutely get on these sleep stories. They are brilliant. They have the right tone of voice for the person who's reading the story. They do it in a way that helps your children switch off from the day. They're feeling anxious about this as much as we are. They're missing their friends as much as we're all missing our friends. Strangely, kids are missing school, which I never thought that we would say. So use those apps, get them doing the sleep stories that will help them get to sleep. So I've now got a couple of minutes left to go. So at this point, I'm gonna start my wrap up. So I'm sorry for anyone whose questions I haven't been able to answer. I really hope that I've covered enough to give you some hints and tips around stress and around sleep. But please do contact me, whether it's via my website, michelleflynncoaching.com, whether you link with me on LinkedIn, Michelle Flynn, whether you follow my Instagram and you send me a direct message, just because the time is up on this video, it doesn't mean that I'm not here to help you. So I'm going to introduce the speaker for tomorrow coming up on Ask the Expert is Aaron Patrick, Head of Accounts at Bowfix. It's going to be on at 8.30 tomorrow morning. But also a quick reminder that if any of you need any advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. They've got accountants and business experts on hand 24-7. This has been an absolute pleasure to spend time with you this morning. I admit I was really nervous, so I used my own breathing techniques to actually sort of calm myself down, calm my breathing down, calm my body down before I started doing this. But the thing is, be calm, be kind, and be connected. We will get through this. The, the planet is breathing Communities are connecting. Our vulnerable people are suddenly feeling like they are cared for. And suddenly those people, the NHS, the workers that are out there delivering our food and cleaning our streets are getting the respect that they deserve. So thank you very, very much this morning and take care of yourself.